0: Club.net for a free trial membership.
1: This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. All
2: righty now, five minutes after five o'clock on a Tuesday morning, you know, Wisconsin farmers feeling more and more confident about the crop that they've got out there. And that really flies in the face of some of the major corn producing states, for example, like Illinois and Indiana. Their crop confidence went down again this year. That's one of the items we're talking about as we roll towards six o'clock. How are you doing this morning. Hopefully you're on your way to a good Tuesday. I know that I am. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke, by the way. Let me take a look at this weather forecast for you. I can tell you that there's a possibility that some showers or thunderstorms could appear later tonight in the overnight hours. It's going to be a warm one today, 84 under partly sunny skies. Tonight down to 66. Tomorrow, good chance of showers or thunderstorms at least in the morning, 85 Thursday we're back to dry conditions but real sticky 80 degrees and then more of that heat building for the weekend which you almost have to expect. We've got a lot of county fairs that are going to kick it in high gear this week and it always seems like that brings with it that hot sticky weather. Stumuck, our ag meteorologist, has weather details in about 15 minutes.
3: No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be.
4: You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand.
3: Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And, and we're, we're ready, ready to, to champion, champion rural together. together. Learn more at compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender.
1: Planting crops has been a challenge this year, no question about it. Bob Boesel at the northern end of the world's longest barn. and One of the conversations is about cover crops. Can we use corn, beans as cover crops? And as we take a look at the the availability of cover crop seed, Pam, around the countryside, reports I've seen, it's getting pretty short.
2: Yeah, indeed, Bob. Fabulous. Farm aide Pam Yonke here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And if you saw the latest numbers from the federal government, they now estimate... 10 million acres went unplanted this spring. Now, if farmers intend to qualify for payment under the market facilitation program, they need to put a cover crop on those acres, and that's the rub. Here it is already, the 9th of July, our opportunity to get anything on those acres really starting to slip through our fingers. Jack Kaltenberg can tell you all about it. He is the president of Partners in Production, PIP Seeds, and they specialize in cover crops. And no matter where you're looking, whether it's just to mitigate weeds, whether it's a green crop that you're going to plow down, or whether it's forages for your livestock, no matter where you look, cover crop seeds, it's going to be tight. Reba McClone's got more. There is
5: absolutely no denying that it's been a difficult year for farmers, especially when it comes to planting in this 2019 wet, wet spring. Jack Coltenberg is the owner of PIP or Partners in Production Seeds, and I talked with him about everything that has been going on in the cover crop world lately.
6: We have the traditional cover crop of, uh, you know, bringing value, you know, to the Soil having something growing there all the time and putting it between various crops. Well, this year with the prevent plant, we never got between various crops because we never got the first one in. So now we're at a stage of looking what can we do for the the proper reasons, that being um, uh, suppressing weeds, is it for... you know, just generally, do we want to bring some nutrients up into the soil? Do we want to open up some tilth? We want to add organic matter, but now we're we're also challenged with the fact that we had uh, in our neighbors, if we're a cash grain person, uh, the livestock person, who in essence got a shortage of forage, um, and so so we, it's really complicated. So this will become a year then of what can we do? What time do we have to get it done I mean, exactly right now, we've got a lot of people just sitting on the fence. We just have a lot of things going on, that, as well as we have the institutions, um, government-wise, uh, insurance-wise, giving us some parameters to help out our livestock people.
5: What are some of those parameters?
6: Well, initially, uh, when the traditional one was uh, you could plant something after a certain date, and it depended upon what, if you were prevent plant, and we'll just say 70% of the farmers have uh, crop insurance. So that 70% would have had some dates whereby they could start to plant something. And it would, could have been harvested only for hay or bale November 1. Well, the, the situation for livestock feed was we had a tremendous amount of winter kill with alfalfa. Um, we had probably a 20% more consumption of our forages through the winter because of the, you know, the kind of a rough winter and the cattle just ate more. We probably had farmers bring their inventories down of forage because, frankly, if they could put something in row crop, turn it into cash and cash flow, they pulled that down. Um, and we'd come off a bunch of years not that far back that we had too much hay all over so you factor those things all in and then mother nature shows up and says give us that weather all of a sudden we don't have enough feed for our for our livestock and then because of the spring we couldn't get in the field to get at that acreage that that never got planted so then with the adjustment they moved it to um to September 1, if you harvest after September 1 for forage, um, now we have an opportunity to harvest something during the summer as opposed to wait till November. So we now have the opportunity to fill that gap with forages. We're still on the front end of when can you plant. So the I think it it's like July 1 if you prevented plant corn. If your prevent plant was for corn silage, I think it's like after the first week or the 5th of July. And if you had prevent plant for soybeans, I think it's mid-July, you can start to plant. Well, then they also opened up things. And, and the intent of the law is, in essence, if you have grain production, corn or soybeans, they don't want, we don't want to have on this prevent plant ground those outcomes of potential grain or seed. So in the case now, you could plant corn. Um, It's got to be final stand of 35,000 plants per acre, and it's got to be in rows less than 20 inches. Again, that provides an opportunity for forage. Um, In the case of soybeans, if planting those, soybeans are a legume. Legume like alfalfa tends to be higher in protein, and in some combination, that would give a higher quality forage um, by itself or with some combinations. So you now have some opportunities with the September 1 harvest date um, and what that mix is that what you may need for your farm or your neighbor if you happen to be alongside somebody that's got livestock.
5: And with all of these dates and regulations, where is the best place to find this information?
6: Well, let's just say that the people that have been getting most of the credit of if you've got insurances, talk to your agent and talk to your adjuster, Uh, and then obviously going to your county extension, um, reading what's being published. And the biggest issue we have in the information as far as what do you plant, when do you plant is, you know, we don't have a lot of data of what do we get when we plant on July 1? You know, how do we get the largest and the best return on investment? You know, um, so there's just not a lot of data been dealing with planting this late.
5: I've heard that there's been a shortage of traditional cover crop seeds. So where's that at?
6: The answer is yes, there's going to be a shortage of cover crop seeds. And by definition, cover crop can be a number of species. So while the market of cover crops, which I would say got initiated back when you rotated and you did various crops, um, you always made sure you had a legume in there, you balanced it out with um, you know, some maybe small grains, you had a balance of crops. We kind of moved into this, well, we're going to plant corn or soybeans. We've been a little bit stronger in understanding the value of various crop species because of our climate, our environment, our soil types, and the various crops that we do, um, and, and, and we're more conducive to livestock. Cover crops got started. Um, those first years, it was like plant radish, uh, tillage radish, and could be 100% radish. Um, then we kind of broaden that out and put radish with with the grass. And the advanced people in cover crops have cocktail mixes where they'll have three or four different species and different crops to accomplish what they want to do. So now throw on to that the fact that uh, what can we use this cover crop for in the forage? So So now we have to more define what our objective is with this cover crop. I've got farmers that that, you know, got everything in. I've got farmers that hardly have anything planted. Subsequently, they're going to have to look for species as well as holding their costs down in some cases to what they can plant on their ground.
5: Do you see a lot of people leaning towards the ability to plant corn and soybeans now, later in the year, as part of, like, a cover crop?
6: I, I see it asked. Um, I see a couple of guys who are just on the wrong side of corn silage that will go that way. Um, I've seen a couple guys talk about soybeans and nobody's going there yet. they generally be putting in the legume being a crimson clover, a red clover. Um, there's some guys still and gals still talking about a, a small grain barley or oats um, with a field pea. Again, that's another way to get your forage up. Now, so some of the getting back to your question about supply, well, with the advance of cover crops and such, there's not a lot of oats out there. Okay, Um, and so that grass being maybe oats or barley, um, um, you'll have a farmer talking about triticale, which gives you better value. Um, We have a number of guys now talking about wheat, planting winter wheat right now, taking off as a forage. So. And each time we get a rain, everybody gets more time to think. So, but now we're upon the dates. The dates are all within the next two weeks. And if we get an opportunity to plant, things got to get put in. Um, and just to get something there. We will certainly know in on November 1 at the end of the season what was right. Um, but we got to start putting something in the ground um, to, to get some things coming in the direction of, of uh, for all the reasons that we may be doing it. Forage would be the biggest thing.
5: And when do people need to have seed orders?
6: Well, they seem to be uncertain to what to do. There's some more species things. Sorghum sedan grass traditionally would be one. There was a shortage because of the production for sorghum and sor- sorghum sedan and sedan grass is in Texas. And there was a shortage. Um, so, and it works very good for a forage. So a lot of these species are just going to run out if you can find them. So having it on order, um, I've got a number of guys saying, hey, this is what I'm going to need. I'll pull the trigger next week. There's going to be a clash of what we can get out to them.
5: That was Jack Kultenberg, owner of Partners in Production, or PIP Seeds. So if you're waiting to order your cover crop seed, you might want to move ahead on that sooner than you expected. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Reba McClone.
1: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
3: Outdoor traditions like hunting, fishing, trapping, and wildlife watching are an important part of Wisconsin.
5: Access to public land makes it easier for us to enjoy these activities.
3: Own more than 40 acres and want to keep these traditions alive? Then earn money through the DNR's Voluntary Public Access Program. Learn more. Search Share the Land at dnr.wi.gov. Funding provided by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, NRCS.
7: Share the land and keep traditions alive!
8: As summertime reaches its peak, so does property crime. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers has a few tips on how to keep you and your family safe this summer. Be aware of what's happening in the neighborhood. Get to know your neighbors and look out for one another. Lock your doors, including the garage door. Unlocked doors are open invitations to intruders. Don't post on social media that you are leaving town and wait to post photos after you return from your trip. Plan your route. Stay within well-traveled routes and walk in groups. There's safety in numbers. If your child or teen will be alone a significant amount of time, have him or her check in with you if they plan to leave the house and when they arrive drive back home. Monitor internet and social media activity to establish children and teens are visiting appropriate sites and following guidelines. Always lock your doors and roll up your windows when you leave your car. Do not leave valuables in the car. If you must leave prized possessions in your vehicle, keep them out of sight or hidden in the trunk. And remember, if you see something, say something. If you see people or activities that seem suspicious, report your observations to Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or call 911.
9: the best seat. Feel the energy. Up close and personal. Always enjoyable. Always memorable. Music, variety, comedy, and events. Online at crystalgrand.com. The Crystal Grand Music Theater.
10: seat is the best
11: From her mouth to the field's ears, it's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report.
2: All right, 520 now on a Tuesday morning. Things pretty calm out there, but boy, they're going to get hot and sticky as the week wears on and possibility for some uh, shower activity, as I understand it, becoming a part of our evening plans. Let's talk about it. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. It figures. So I forgot yesterday we've got Sauk County Fair. We've got the uh, Lodi Agricultural Fair, Lafayette County Fair, and Jefferson County Fair all ratcheting up activities. As soon as you start putting that kind of combination of calendar together, you know the humidity is going up. I guess we've got a, maybe a shower or two coming in, too?
1: There's a little activity out there already this morning, Pam. I Mm. mean, it's not all that far away, far Western Minnesota. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's, it's trying to get here, not going to be in yet today. And today's when that temperature turns up just a little bit more and the humidity begins to rise a little. There is a low pressure system out north of the Dakotas and a warm front that's going to swing through the Dakotas and head on into Wisconsin Right now, like I say, a little scattered rain in west central Minnesota, more rain falling from northwest to southeast in the Dakotas down to eastern Nebraska. But through the day, as that warm front tries to build in, we'll warm up. It'll stay kind of hazy with some of that smoke in the atmosphere and definitely warm. It's more likely toward tonight. And into tomorrow, then, that some scattered showers or even thunderstorms become more of a possibility. First in western Wisconsin, La Crosse, Boston, that's you folks, for the rest of us later tonight and then spreading into the day Wednesday. I'm still seeing most maps indicating a couple of tenths of an inch at most, although some of the guidance this morning said this could have the possibility to provide heavy rainfalls. I think a lot of that will be staying a bit further north, closer to the low itself northern minnesota maybe far northwest wisconsin and i do anticipate that we cool slightly as this system pulls through thursday a real nice break in temperatures but we'll rebound pretty quickly so for fares you know friday and the weekend we're talking heading back through the upper 70s and into the 80s and the humidity returns with that as well i'll have forecast details in just a moment
3: to the
11: soybean farmer who knows the early rise who's there
10: If something unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local Wisconsin-based insurance company that also protects thousands of other Wisconsin businesses? There's a local Rural Mutual Insurance agent office near you, and premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
2: 523 now. All right, Stu, go ahead. Give us some more details on what we better prepare for in the next 24 hours time.
1: Well, that little haziness this morning and otherwise, a nice mostly sunny day, a very fine Tuesday, a lot more like summer again, though mid and upper 80s today. Southerly winds will be around 5 to 10. There is a slight chance of rain by late afternoon at La Crosse. More likely scattered showers and even a thunderstorm developing this evening in western Wisconsin. Late tonight elsewhere, some more clouds build in. We still hold around 70 or so overnight. South winds at 5 to 10. That chance of a Shower, storm ending early tomorrow in western Wisconsin. Could be a little rebuild tomorrow afternoon in the east and south or into tomorrow night. But like I say, a couple of tenths of an inch, really all I expect. Still some sunshine through here Wednesday. Low 80s with the southwest winds 5 to 15 and gusty. And then there's Thursday, Pam. The nice day, mostly sunny. Mid-70s, a little cooler than normal with a northwest breeze. But the heat turns right back on Friday and the weekend, so... We just get that one-day break.
2: Well, that's all right. One day can get us uh, reinvigorated for a push-through weekend. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, there you go. All right, dude. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thank you. You bet. Have a good one. Mm-hmm. Stumac Ag Meteorologist, joining us live via Skype. All right. Around the state of Wisconsin, what do we got going on? Lacrosse. good morning. You're waking up with clear skies, currently 66 degrees. Boston, Cool and comfortable at 63. Fond du Lac, you've got partly cloudy skies, 55. Wow, that's a little on the cool side. Oshkosh, you're clear in 61. Madison at the airport, also clear in 61 degrees. So if you got to take the dog out this morning, right now, right uh, this moment, probably a pretty good time to do that. All right, it's 525.
1: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
7: Are you frustrated with the way your clothes are fitting as you age? You may be a candidate for Cool Sculpting, the world's leading non invasive fat removal treatment. A Skincare Minute with Skincare Expert Michelle Neeson. Cool Sculpting safely and effectively freezes unwanted fat bulges without surgery or downtime. The crystallized cells are eliminated naturally through the body for long lasting results. Advanced training through the exclusive Cool Sculpting University makes the medical providers at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie experts in body contouring. Come in for a free assessment to see if cool sculpting is right for you. Your clothes will fit in no time. To learn more, visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine. Find us at rejuvenationclinicofsockperry.com.
12: It's the kind of charge you were never expecting. Ah! Hidden charges. You've got to be kidding me. Airline companies do it all the time: check baggage, flight rebooking fees, and so on. As other industries took notice, everyone began implementing hidden charges into what otherwise you thought were complimentary services. Ah! When you have a plumbing issue, the last thing you need is another surprising charge. With Benjamin Plumbing in the surrounding Madison area, you never pay a trip charge. When others say,
8: Well, we got to roll a truck, and that's going to cost blah, 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 blah.
12: Benjamin Plumbing says, in the surrounding Madison area, no trip charge.
13: Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say no trip charge in the surrounding Madison area, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com.
5: Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business.
13: Benjamin Plumbing.
11: It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Wisconsin's young people for life. A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association.
10: As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual is excited to announce the Rural Mutual Farm Dividend Program. The first of its kind in the state. They know how hard you work, so they want to reward you. Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program rewards farmers for their loyalty and dedication with up to a 5% dividend. And since Rural Mutual only does business in Wisconsin, premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. To learn more about Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program and how you may qualify, please contact a rural agent or visit RuralMutual.com.
2: No crack for you, just say no to crack. The DRS Asphalt Formula adds better materials for flexibility of expansion and contraction. It's superior to other asphalt mixtures, so you can put your foot down and say no to
4: crack.
0: DRS Asphalt Paving, your local family paving company using long-lasting, superior ingredients that withstand Wisconsin's weather.
4: Visit DRSPaving.com DRS Paving Asphalt if you don't use DRS, it's
10: your own asphalt this is Josh Gramlin from the Midwest Farm Report. And on behalf of Pam Yonke, Rebo McClone, and myself, I want to invite you to listen to our complete coverage of Wisconsin Farm Tech Days taking place July 23rd through the 25th. Presented by Focus on Energy. Learn all about the Focus on Energy cash incentives to grow your agribusiness's energy efficiencies and save you money. And by Sun Badger Solar. With federal tax credits expiring December 31st, it's never been a better time to go solar. Sun Badger Solar is a holistic solution for residences and businesses alike. Find out more at SunBadger.com.
14: Uh, visiting with our buddy RJ. Uh, all right, so you weren't here on Friday, obviously wrapping up your vacation, so you missed uh, the news. Well, I'm sure you saw it. you missed it. Reaction with us on the show the the news of, of Jalen Johnson. Of course, it reignited the guard on notice discussion from our from our boy Rowdy. Um, <laughs> he you didn't know, put him on notice for it, though. He said guard safe. Did you ever when he re- when when Jalen Johnson RJ about a month ago put that tweet out? that had the final four schools, I would say the final three, because I, I don't think anybody ever thought it was yeah, going to no. Arizona. I think, to me, it was between Kentucky, Duke. And then the question is, was Wisconsin a viable option, or do you always think it was Kentucky and Duke, and he just was throwing the state a bone and having to play one more year here and living here? He was like, yeah, you know, I'll give Wisconsin some, some love. Or do you think really ever Wisconsin was in on Jalen Johnson?
12: Yeah. I, I'm I'm with you on it. I really think it was a final two, and he just put the home state on there to make yeah. the home state people happy, and then all all the people who are like, "Oh, you backstabber, you traitor!" It's, I why? I mean, exactly. There's no reason. It's not like I I understand the hate and vitriol that some people had towards Tyler Hero. You decommitted at the last hour. You took
0: pictures of wearing the in, right. in the Wisconsin uniform and at the Kohl Center, and everything.
12: Yep, and you know was on video telling Shaq he was going to Wisconsin, all this kind of stuff, and then at the final second, you just bye, abandoned Felicia. us. Yeah, bye bye, and that, that's abandoning the the program. However, he wants to say it, that's abandoning a program. Mm-hmm. Granted, he hadn't signed anything or anything like that, but at some point in time an 18-year-old needs to be held accountable for their actions. Oh, here and, it is.
0: Yep, there we go.
12: And when you – in, in a day and age, a lot of people, a handshake and your word means something. To some other people, it's, oh, he's just a kid. Okay, well, when does that kid become a man?
0: I think your hand, the handshake and the word of verbal agreement has has been lost in the past couple of oh, years. Oh, it
12: absolutely has, and not just with recruits but with a, a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know uh, – there's no, there's no hate. There's no feeling like the my my heart was ripped out of my chest by Jalen Johnson. The kid never said, you know, hey, I'm uh, I'm gonna be going to Wisconsin. He he said, yeah, I'll I'll give Wisconsin a look and you know whether he was in the top three, top four, or it was top two and here Wisconsin him throwing. I never you a thought boat. he
0: was coming to Wisconsin at all, but it does bum me out a little bit. Yeah, it bums you out.
12: Yeah, because uh, once again you have. Uh, top talent in this state that's not coming to the top public institution in the state, um, and I mean, even didn't ruin your vacation though. Did no, it? did not ruin my okay, vacation.
14: Well, okay, let me ask you this because you know, there's there's two different discussions when it comes to Wisconsin basketball and Greg Nard, Gary the on notice, like Chuckle always <laughs> says over here. I mean, the guy's been to the NCAA tournament. Uh, every year but one, and the one, I think we all agree, was a disaster with injuries, and he's been to the Sweet 16 twice. So to say Greg Gard's job performance should be in question, to me, is lunacy at this point. But to question Greg Gard's recruiting, uh, I think, is now fair because, look, whether it's Tyler Hero, now Jalen Johnson, the transferring of the Hauser brothers, you know, you had Henry Ellenson, a top guy from a couple years going ago going to, going to Marquette, uh, yeah, the kid McCabe, uh, you know, end up going to West Virginia. So the whole notion of locking down the borders in Wisconsin with the top players—you, you can't say Badger basketball has been doing that over the last five years.
12: Yeah, it it has been. Uh, well, if you go back over over the time Bo was here, though, it's not like we were bringing in all the top talent from the state here either. Uh, J.P. Dakota went to yeah, North Carolina. Kevin Diamond Looney Stone. left here. Uh, Diamond Stone, Vander Blue, uh, Vander Blue, Wesley Ma- uh, West, Matthews, Wesley Matthews. Who's now a Buck, um, by the way? Yeah, Buck. Uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of guys that the Badgers missed out on in this state that were that were top talent. Uh, I mean, you had guys like Keaton Nankville come here uh butch uh
0: your guy steamsma hell yeah um so so we were talking about this a little bit you know the reason why i was thinking maybe why you know hero went to kentucky or um johnson is going you know to duke is remember zion williamson last year he got his own camera dedicated to him during march madness Mm -hmm. can you build a brand at wisconsin like these other guys can build brands elsewhere at duke or kentucky frank kaminsky did yeah uh, that's true. I, I think but that's more. Brain, that was a slow play, Brand. Because I remember freshman year, my dad's just, like, "I remember my dad watched even who just, in the hell would give this guy a scholarship? He looks terrible. Oh, he towel, was one of the he, towel. He Frank <laughs> Frank Kaminsky as a
14: freshman and sophomore was the he was the greatest towel spinner in the yeah. history
1: of Badger his basketball. Year, I can't believe they
10: gave him a
14: scholarship.
10: <laughs>
1: This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. It
2: is a Tuesday morning. That means Bryce nor Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, FarmFutures.com is joining us live via Skype in about 15 minutes. You think Wisconsin farmers' challenges are done now that the weather started to straighten out just a little bit? Well, think again. It seems like just when the weather turns favorable... We have something else that is attacking our crops. Tell you more on that in just a moment. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Service's Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday. Did you know on this date, back in 1981, Donkey Kong was released by Nintendo. It's a uh, famous character, Mario. And Mario has continued as Jumpman in that popular arcade game, even today, 1981, Donkey Kong Released by Nintendo. Back on this date 1962, Andy Warhol's Campbell's Soup Cans made their debut. Remember that? He uh, painted these basically Campbell's Soup Cans, and that kind of ushered in what they call pop art in the United States. Man, that was back in 1962. And on this day in 1877, the first Wimbledon championship was held. I didn't realize that tournament was that old either. So we are learning together. How about that? All right, let's learn together a little bit more about what's happening with our Wisconsin farm fields out there. I'll tell you what, Wisconsin farmers feeling a little bit better about their crops this week over last, but we may be the exception as opposed to the rule. Brad Rippey, USDA's chief meteorologist, says that in states like Illinois and Indiana, major corn-producing states normally The farmers' confidence level in their crop this week has deteriorated. We
13: see at this point at least 20% of the corn acreage rated very poor-to-poor in Illinois and Indiana, both at 22%, in Ohio at 23%. Also in North Carolina, a minor production state in the southeast, 32% very poor-to-poor. That's due to drought, not wetness. And then Missouri at 33%, very poor-to-poor.
2: That is a surprise. Brad Rippey, he's USDA's chief meteorologist. Now, here in Wisconsin, as of Sunday, 59% of our Wisconsin corn crop was rated good to excellent by our farmers. That's up Four percentage points in confidence compared to last week. Same situation with our Wisconsin soybeans, now rated 64% good to excellent, up three percentage points as far as confidence in one week's time. It doesn't stop there. 87% of our potato crop is rated good to excellent. That's about unchanged from last week. 71% of our oats Called good to excellent. Again, unchanged from last week. 55% of our winter wheat, good to excellent. That's up a percentage point compared to last week. The only crop that seems to be struggling with all this hot, sticky weather is our alfalfa. First cutting of alfalfa is 92% complete. Now, that's behind our normal cutting schedule, but To be expected, Uh, all of the hay in Wisconsin reported about 42% in the good to excellent category, about the same as last week. But, boy, trying to put up dry hay this year is continuing to be a challenge. You know, speaking of challenges, don't think that just because the weather is starting to straighten out a little bit that Wisconsin farmers are in the clear. In reality, there is something out there trying to take our crop down every day. If you're a Wisconsin sweet corn producer... You have to keep an eye on a lot of different components. Josh learned about it with uh, John Eikster from Eikster's Farm Market in Stoughton. Now, you and I think about maybe the bugs and the weather as the greatest challenges, but in reality, John Eikster says birds take away a lot of his yield every year.
10: Sweet corn is very attractive to birds,
6: and a flock of a 1,000 blackbirds, once they decide they want to eat sweet corn, they'll land in the field, they, they land on the tassel, and then they'll drop down, take a few pecks out of the end of the year of corn, and move on and get another one. So that flock, every time it lands, is doing hundreds and hundreds of dollars of damage. It, uh, I mean, we have to stand out here. I have to pay kids sometimes just to stand in the field to, get, to keep the birds out of the field.
2: John Eichster from Eichster's Farm Markets down in Stoughton, he says if it's not the blackbirds capitalizing on his crop, it's raccoon that he has to do battle with to try to make sure that he's got something for the roadside stands where we enjoy our Wisconsin sweet corn, hopefully a little bit later this summer. It's coming up on 540. You know, a building is just that, a building, but what happens inside can be magic. And that's what's happening at the UW School of Veterinary Medicine on the UW Madison campus. Tyler Mack is a Pennsylvania native that chose the UW School of Veterinary Medicine for the relationships he could forge with those professors. You kind of get the opportunity at the University of Wisconsin to really like pick the minds of all these brilliant people. For me, for example, when I would go on
12: externships during the summers or go to places and I would see different things, I could bring back what I saw and talk to them about that, get their opinions on the matter. As some of the professors used to say, these are tools for your toolbox.
2: Tyler Mack is now a graduate of the UW School of Veterinary Medicine and has decided to practice in Wisconsin. But the school needs more space for incoming freshmen. Find out about their expansion project, how you can write a letter, send an email, or pick up the phone in support of the UW School of Veterinary Medicine online. Animals Need Heroes to too dot com. We've got Bryce Knorr in just a moment. Let's find out what else the market's talking about before we get to him. Here's Mark Oppold with our Tuesday morning bottom line. Our friends at
9: MS Biotech remind you today that you can feed less hay,
2: you can reduce the number of days your
9: cattle are on feed if you're using Lactopro Advance from MS Biotech. It is designed for beef and dairy cattle, and you can learn more at msbiotech.com. We look for quick market action at the open here today following the condition updates and positioning ahead of this week's crop report. Now, our bottom line analysis suggests that December corn could be very sensitive above 453. In fact, Should futures fail or falter at that level, it would create what chart watchers call a head-and-shoulders pattern. That could underline and press the market back toward the 4.20 level. But first things first, let's see if we get closer to 4.53, how this market reacts. Condition updates showing corn silking 14% behind the five-year average. And mostly hot and dry forecast ahead for most areas, we see room for the corn market to indeed work higher. This is the Bottom Line Report. Are you over 65? You might be paying too much for your health care. A lot of folks don't realize they have options. Don't take that first option option that is presented to you go online to americo.com see if they can help you save money americo.com we're keeping an eye on hog futures early week here we see a little risk on the downside yesterday's action more of a reaction to chinese news regarding ag purchases ahead i'm mark ophold wishing you a profitable day
2: all righty thank you mark and overnight electronic trade this morning uh Perhaps because of softer than expected export inspections, our markets are down a little bit. We're talking more about this with Bryce in just a moment. December corn right now is down six at four thirty-seven and three quarters. November beans overnight down almost four cents at eight ninety-four. July wheat down four and three quarters cents, currently five twelve a bushel. Yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese was down a penny at one seventy-seven. Forty-pound block cheese dropped three quarters of a cent at one eighty-four. Double A butter down a penny and a quarter, two thirty-nine and a quarter per pound. Fluid milk, quiet right now. August is at 1783, 100 weight. September milk at 1795, 100 weight. All right, coming up next, we're going to check in with our man, Bryce Nor, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, FarmFutures.com, continuing to keep an eye on any trade discussion with China. We also wonder about our future discussions with Japan and uh, what's going on as far as the reaction to the latest crop ratings report that you just heard about. He's joining us live via Skype next. This
3: is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds,
4: Art doesn't see disabilities. That's because art is truly for everyone. All artists, ages, cultures, and abilities. But for individuals with disabilities, making art transforms not just them as creators, it transforms everyone around them. VSA Wisconsin has been changing lives through art for over 30 years. We provide accessibility and participation in all arts learning that enhance so many aspects of life. For thousands of Wisconsinites with disabilities from 3 years old to seniors, we offer participation in music, visual art, creative writing, movement, and drama. What can VSA Wisconsin do for you? Inspire. You'll see at our programs, shows, events, and sales throughout the state. Attend classes and workshops taught by professional artists at the VSA Art Center in Madison, or visit our gallery and shop and take some inspiration home. Visit us online at vsawis.org to volunteer, donate, to give Get informed, get involved, and get inspired by art all over again.
11: You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report.
2: 547 as we roll our way into a Tuesday in La Crosse. You're starting off with clear skies this morning, 66. Boston, clear in 63. Lac, clear in 55. Oshkosh, 61. And Madison, 61 at the airport. A little bit cool to the touch as far as the markets are concerned this morning as well. That's not just commodities. That's also what's happening with Wall Street uh, tempers. Let's talk about it. Bryce Nor, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, FarmFutures.com. Joining us live via Skype. Dow Jones Industrial Average down yesterday. Not real impressive numbers as far as export inspection this week. Uh, What did you see in the Crop Progress Report, Bryce? Anything to jumpstart this market this morning?
13: Well, jumpstarting it to the downside, we uh, got corn down uh, seven and three quarters, beans down four and a half to five, wheat also lower. The uh, trade looking at the headline numbers, which showed uh, improving corn conditions and improving wheat conditions, Uh, you have to parse the corn numbers a little bit. uh, When you just look at USDA's national rating, that did improve with the percentage of the crop rated good to excellent increasing 1%. But breaking it down on a state-by-state basis a little differently actually showed uh, the crop slipping a little bit. Uh, particularly with losses noted uh, in Iowa, uh, Illinois, uh, Indiana, Missouri, uh, offset uh, by some higher yields uh, in the other states around uh, the real heart of the Corn Belt. Uh, So uh, we are seeing these uh, uh, crops in some places starting to take a step backwards. Uh, The trade not really uh, paying much attention to that, however. And even the soybean number, which uh, showed the uh, percentage of the crop rating good to excellent slipping, Uh, That's not causing much of a stir either. Uh, The wheat uh, numbers showed both the uh, winter wheat and spring wheat crops getting a little better. So no worries there. And it looks like uh, USDA will raise its forecast of production in Thursday's supply and demand report. That's kind of the next benchmark for the market right now. And uh, that uh, perhaps also uh, one reason why we're getting a little bit of a pullback, a little bit of a uh, position squaring. Uh, ahead of those numbers even though USDA this is just going to be a statistical guess by them for corn and soybeans uh, they don't do their first survey until August.
2: So we see uh, Wall Street not necessarily picking up much momentum despite the big jobs report last week any of that money that's uh, maybe getting in the queue for that uh, USDA report later this week?
13: Well uh, actually the funds uh, we got the commitment of traders report normally released on Friday came out yesterday due to the 4th of July holiday. Now, this data is almost a week old, uh, so it's it's pretty moldy. But it did show the funds uh, were selling uh, part of their long position in corn uh, ahead of the uh, July 4th holiday. So a little bit of caution there. Now, they were buying uh, uh, after that data was uh, collected, kind of offsetting that. Uh, but they have, a, uh, they have a long position on right now, it will be a bullish bet. So they're pairing that a little bit. Not unusual, because uh, uh, there is some uncertainty as to what USDA uh, may report. Of course, they're going to have a very big acreage number for corn. And the question is, will they modify their yield estimate, their supply and demand estimates? The uh, export information for uh, corn lately has been pretty weak. Uh, they, uh, so we could wind up with uh, larger old crop stocks. Uh, as well as the impact of that big acreage, so the headline number uh, out of Thursday's report uh, could be bearish. And there's always a, a potential for, of course, those automated trading systems to sell that headline number and kind of tank the market.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So let's talk a little bit about uh, what else you see. In is there anything else that's kind of happening out there? Like we said, the export inspection numbers a little soft. I'm kind of curious, Bryce, with all the things that have been going on. Are we seeing much uh, grain sales, much of our farmer movement? I know we've been busy trying to get something in the ground, but have we taken advantage of uh, any of these little rallies to get rid of some old crop these days?
13: Yeah, to a certain extent, particularly on the rally we had in June, farmers were definitely selling that. We saw a big rise in the uh, uh, short interest from commercial traders so that means they're buying the corn from the har- from the farmer and then turning around and hedging it uh, but uh, uh, overall the basis has held up uh, fairly well uh, particularly now in the uh, northern stretches of the uh, river system folks who were selling into the to the river uh, their uh, their bids have uh, started to pop uh, even though the uh, corn demand in the export channel is is not all that great, uh, there's still uh, barges to be filled, and uh, it makes sense f- uh, for them to get filled and go down to the, to the Gulf. And uh, so there, there are some, uh, some areas where the basis is actually quite strong, and that's a fairly widespread pattern in the upper Midwest.
2: What about barge traffic? How are we doing as far as uh, uh, river improvement?
13: Well, we're slowly uh, improving the situation. Uh, The uh, number of barges uh, that uh, tugs can take is being increased. It's it's still not up to normal, and there are going to be restrictions in place uh, probably throughout July on much of the river system. Uh, But uh, so far, so good. Uh, We haven't had any uh, real heavy rains, although there is this tropical system now that's kind of going to be lurking around the Gulf of Mexico later this week. Uh, That could uh, disrupt uh, transportation down at the uh, Gulf, uh, where they uh, remain uh, uh, quite flooded.
2: Yeah, you know what I thought was interesting, too, is they made the point on crop ratings that uh, North Carolina has some really lousy-looking corn acres. It's not about the water, it's about the drought. So those weather patterns can change mighty quick.
13: Right, my yield potential for North Carolina last week was down almost uh, 13 uh, bushels per acre. Wow! So, so again, they went from Hurricane Florence and all the, all the devastating floods uh, uh, to the opposite situation.
2: So, what are you going to keep an eye on? Anything else that's kind of interesting for conversation? Energy or elsewhere?
13: Well, you know, the Wall Street situation uh, continues to raise a lot of nerves. Uh, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell will be testifying before Congress on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, After the strong jobs report Friday, there's uh, less expectation of a a big interest rate cut from the Federal Reserve later this month. Uh, But they still are expected to cut rates a quarter of 1%. Uh, so, uh, I'm sure Congressman will be uh, asking uh, Fed Chairman Powell a lot of questions, uh, particularly with all the criticism that he's come under. From President Trump.
2: Boy, that is for sure. All right, my friend, on that note, we will let you go then and catch up with you on Thursday. Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, FarmFutures.com joins us live via Skype every Tuesday and Thursday to give you a little sense of what the market's talking about, be it uh, our commodities or be it what's happening on Wall Street. And like we said, updates his comments via FarmFutures.com every morning at about 730 and as news develops. So be sure that you're following him there. Tomorrow, you are going to want to follow us right here. Special guest in studio to discuss live Farm Aid 2019. Coming to Wisconsin, the Alpine Music Fest Theater, Saturday, September 21st. We'll talk about it tomorrow here.
1: This is the Farm of